Hello and welcome to another episode of the Business Samurai Podcast, a podcast about business and pop culture and the companion podcast to the Business Samurai webcomic, which you can see here in front of you if you're watching or in front of me if you're watching on YouTube. Um, so um, I'm Ramon Cuenca, CFA, the creator of Business Samurai. And yeah, uh, this this um. This episode is again so I, I put out two episodes a week now of the podcast, and uh, if you listen to me uh, last episode, uh, <laughs> or the two episodes uh, every week, uh, one of them, uh, the one on Tuesday that comes out on Tuesday is going to be about a uh, NFT since you, everyone loves it and it's a uh, you're all interested in it and it's a uh, it's going to be a significant excuse me a significant part of my of my business going forward. And um, the Thursday podcast episode, which you're listening to right now, is going to be about, every, about everything else, uh, business and pop culture related. Um, so uh, I've been talking a lot about uh, transmedia and, um, and multimedia, or, uh, or, or that's, that's an academic term for it, but basically um, uh, multi, multi-platform IPs, intellectual property, since that's what I'm doing, right? Um, but... Uh, and, and it's exciting how it's sort of changing business in a lot of ways. And again, as I've ta- as I keep saying before, content is everything. Content differentiates uh, uh, software. And so, I, I, you know, going forward, um, all, all entertainment IP, and this is my very biased opinion, is going to be very important going forward. And they were, and all, and all this uh, IP uh, is going to be present in more than one medium, because. Uh, you know, con- consumers' attentions are fragmented, or they're everywhere and everywhere. They're just people are looking at their smartphones, or they're, or they're watching uh, streaming, or they're you know on their computers or laptops or desktops, etc., etc., etc. So uh, this is all important, and I wanted to talk about um, the latest uh, news in this space, um, and this is uh, about um, the, the the Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League movie. So for those of you who don't know, um, so I'm, I'm sure you're all familiar with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Everyone watches a Marvel movie now that's all connected. It, it is the premier um, multi-platform IP in the world. And it's just printing money at this point, right? Every, every, um, every, every Marvel movie does well. So, uh, these are based on Marvel's on the on Marvel comics. So there are two um, there are two indus- big industry uh, in, in the com- in, the, in the American superhero comics industry. There are two major players, and there's a third one too called Image. But there are two major players called uh, Marvel and DC that own like all the you know, think of all the household names. It, it's owned by either one of these two companies, right? Uh, Marvel has been very successful in translating its IP into movies, right? As we all know, unfortunately, and um, the problem is that its competitor DC. Uh, even though they've had success with a, with their with movies as well, they've, they're very successful with uh, uh, the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. They've been behind in terms of just you know making uh, raking it in the cash con- consistently uh, through the creation of a shared cinematic universe, right? Which Marvel has. Um, so they're basically playing catch up, right? And. Uh, <laughs> which in hindsight probably was not a good idea to, to be moving that fast um, as we as we shall soon see so basically uh, Marvel 
with its cinematic universe has an architect who is running the whole thing. The uh, producer named Kevin Feige, who, who I've talked about in previous podcasts. Uh, what DC did is that they put, uh, in terms of having a creative uh, view of of the DC uh, cinematic universe, so their own counterpart, like an architect for it, so that you know there will be consistent consistency in tone and and uh, uh, viewers, consumers will know what to expect. Uh, they basically hired, or they did hire. Uh, Zack Snyder, a director who was initially uh, known for music videos, but but became uh, famous for his movie the, not The Walking Dead, uh, was it Dawn of the Dead? I, I can't remember right. But it was a zombie a zombie movie that did really well, and then after that followed up with a with something that which really, he really hit it hit it out of the park with this one with a movie called Three Hundred, which I'm sure many of you have watched. But for those of you who haven't, it's basically about the three hundred um, Spartans who who held off the. Uh, um, the um, gosh, who were their enemies again? I'm blanking right now. Uh, the Persians uh, at, at the Battle of Thermopylae, like uh, they're the only three hundred them, but because they were such amazing warriors, they held them held off an entire army. But yeah, it was no one had seen anything like it before. Like in terms of the way it was shot, was just wow. Like you know the lighting and the cinematography was like, a, you know his sensibilities were so. Very comic booky, obviously, right? Which is anyway, three hundred is based on a comic book, which is based on the historical battle of the Battle of Thermopylae. But yeah, right. So intuitively, it makes sense to hire this guy to be the architect uh, of the unit of the of the, um, uh, of the uh, DC cinematic universe, right? Uh, but in hindsight, maybe that wasn't was not such a good idea because. Uh, the thing about three hundred, which no one seems to talk about, when I look at all these thought pieces about about why DC went the way it did with its cinematic universe, why it didn't it, why it has not succeeded to the level Marvel has, the thing about three hundred that it's it's a very simple story. You're not really there for the story. You're there because it it fucking looks cool, right? So I mean, even look at like um, so and I mean, spectacle alone isn't enough to sustain. Um, a cinematic universe, right? Uh, you have to have an engaging plot with engaging characters. I mean, the, the movie that started the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know, at all, was Iron Man, right? And Iron Man, I mean, yeah, it was an action movie, but there were a lot of there was a lot of cool fight scenes and everything. But you know, people really like Robert Down, Robert Downey Jr.'s Tony Stark. It was it was well written. It was entertaining. It was funny. You know, um, and. And uh, it was a formula, right, where writing and plotting is an important part that it worked to the point where, where Marvel tried other types of stories that didn't do so well. And eventually they were just like, screw it. We'll just apply the Iron Man story formula to everything, which is fine. You know, it works, right? I mean, obviously they've, they've taken, they've gone on in new directions, especially now with, um, with, uh, with uh, the stuff they make that's directed Disney Plus, the streaming service. But, but they're still like, uh, at its core, they kind of know all the, all the bits to all the beats to hit as far as their storytelling goes and that's what i'm talking about it's it's storytelling but the thing is that uh it's not something that zach snyder zach snyder is known more for spectacle and not storytelling so just to give an example like his uh his follow-up which was, which was uh his follow-up to 300 was was the uh movie ad- adaptation of the ver- of the seminal graphic novel watchmen which is a very very well-written uh you know uh piece of art and, but some people complained that the execution on the movie, like, was you know, it looked cool. But again, but the, the storytelling wasn't there. Basically, that's that. That's been the criticism. I mean, in Watch Watchmen, the movie is a very has been a very divisive movie. But so, I will leave you to your opinions on that, right? So, um, so um, 
Yeah. And then he did his own his, his own uh, afterwards. Uh, Mr. Snyder uh, um, tried to do his kind of his own IP with the Sucker Punch, which didn't do well. So you you you're seeing where I'm going at this, right? Um, um, he's good for spectacle, but not necessarily, not necessarily like like telling um telling an engaging story, which 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 doesn't mean you can't tell story through spectacle and and you, there's some really beautiful shots in cinematography that he does. But it's a movie is, is more than just that. It's not you're not looking at an art piece, right? Uh, it, it's a different medium in that sense. So, uh, basically, um, um, let's see, where was I going with this? Yes, um, the, he so he did a bunch of these movies for DC. You know, he did the, the Superman Man of Steel movie, which was you know controversial. It was kind of people were split down the middle. Audiences were split down the middle about it. Then he did Batman versus Superman, which people which is you know did really badly. Um, People didn't like it. Was critically panned. So, understandably, executives were getting nervous. And then, basically, I mean, you know, um, there's an article. There's a great article by Vanity Fair, uh, which you, which you should read, which I'll talk about in a bit. But basically, um, you know, there are a lot of things happened, and he was basically he basically uh, Zack Snyder basically left the production of De- of Justice League after he um, after he had shot a lot, most of the footage. So and it and it does look like you know the suits executives were getting worried that his his vision wasn't was not resonating with people, uh, with audiences, which it wasn't. To be fair, right? People like to say all oh, the executives, the suits are evil, but you know, it's a business and they have to look out for the bottom line, right? So, so here at this junk, this is the juncture of um, of pop culture and business, which I want to talk about now because obviously this podcast is about pop culture and business, and even my own webcomic is about. You know, it, it's pop culture, but we're talking about it's, it talks about business and and finance and et cetera, et cetera. Um, so there, there are two. I want to look at both um, both uh, aspects of this of this of this um, of this um, of this case study, shall we say, in in uh, in, um, in in modern in twenty first century entertainment IP, right? There's there's the pop culture aspect, and then there's the uh, business aspect, right? So, like. Um, the pop culture perspective, you know, like again, the thing is, uh, there there is a difference as I was saying now be- between um, having just beautiful, beautiful shots and then telling a story, you know, and, and having a plot with characters who speak and have to go through all the all the beats, like uh, in script writing, right? Like there's a you know, in in the West you have you know rising action and climax and falling action, in the East you have uh, uh, Kisho Tenketsu, which we'll talk about some in another. Uh, podcast maybe but there, there are certain storytelling beats you have to do and you have to have like things like you know characters or motivations and they have to be three-dimensional three-dimensional um flawed but likable etc think all, all these things that um that that ha- that are required for the movies that are the type of movies that are required to sustain a cinematic universe as it has as has been proven by marvel which is not necessary for a one-off movie like 300 because literally spoiler warning at the, at the at the end of 300 the the, the 300 uh, Spartan warriors die right whereas uh the Marvel Cinematic Universe is a continuing narrative you know Tony Stark appears for like how many movies before he appears in several movies uh, in a whole bunch of them either in a starring or guest role before spoilers he dies at the end of uh, at the end of Infinity War um so yeah like it's 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 a different you know it's a it's, it's a different as uh uh it's almost a different animal altogether. So, but again, like I, I don't I see DC's fault. You see, here's the thing. Um, okay, th- th- that's the um, excuse me. 
that is the pop culture aspect about it, you know. Again, it, creating, having an ongoing movie franchise, not just a one-off, you know, uh, popcorn flick is different. So that's a pop culture aspect. Now, the business aspect, I honestly think Disney was, I mean, excuse me, not Disney, DC was rushing. They were just rushing. They were trying to play catch-up, which, which is what they should not have done. I think, honestly... They have done well with their standalone movies, so the, the Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy, and then, and then the, um, the 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 Joker movie did really well. They could have just built off that momentum, you know, by their time. I I don't know why, and I guess because Disney is part of Warner, excuse me, DC is part of Warner Brothers, which is a publicly listed company. Maybe they maybe they were maybe their shareholders are threatening them, and you know that's that's a problem with shareholder capitalism, right? But I wish the the, the wisest course of action, in hindsight, to be fair was to take things bit by bit, you know, and course correct as needed, which, which to be fair, even that's even what Marvel did. Like, I remember the first Thor movie wasn't that great, I mean, for a lot of audiences. And they basically changed the, the Thor franchise up so that it was basically Iron Man except with a hammer and, you know, magic. Uh, uh, sorry, it, it's, it was like Guardians of the Galaxy, but with like a mythical figure. In fact, I think they're combi- almost combining the two right now, the two franchises. But but anyway, that, that's another story. Um, but... um. Uh, so they, they could have, you know, course correct. DC could have course corrected as needed, bit by bit. And to be fair to Zack Snyder, like, you know, he he was given this task, which apparently, reportedly, he was, you know, kind of a, you know, it's like, man, how can they, they want me to do all this in like a span of a of a few movies? Like, it's crazy, right? Um, so that's one thing. So I think DC was rushing was rushing in that point, which is their original sin. At the same time, though, I can I can understand why they had why they um uh, you know if if all these other movies are underperforming, of course you're gonna panic and change director, right? Uh, the problem is that they change director at the end of all the shooting, you know, because Marvel. I mean, again, look at this. They actually changed directors several times until they found like a really good uh, uh team in the in the Russo brothers who did uh who really hit it out of the park with um with a uh, Winter Captain America Winter Soldier and then um the the following uh, and then and then Captain America Civil War and then the uh the Avengers movies right uh Infinity War and uh gosh what's the last one yeah the last one you know what I'm talking about right um anyways the one that everyone saw cuz Iron Man dies in it spoilers um uh, but yeah, like, you know, if you had to like, uh, but you know, they just acted too late I, again, you know, I, I'm saying this to the power of hindsight. I'm as a guy talking in front of a microphone, but who knows what happened, who, what really happened behind the scenes. Right. Uh, which brings me to my next thing. There's a really good, um, article that came out by Vanity Fair, uh, this past week, uh, look it up. It's about Zack Snyder. And the, the, it's, it, it goes, it's like the true story of the Snyder cut. I mean, look it up. It's a really long and detailed article. But there are just so many things going on behind the scenes, and unfortunately, uh, Mr. Snyder, his his uh, his daughter had committed suicide around this time. So just all these bad things that happened, you know, and he had to leave uh, the project. And it was, and they brought in Josh Whedon, who did the first two Avengers movies to success for uh, Marvel, and he reshot the movie. And, and then, you know, the results were not good because it was basically like, it was basically like a Frankenstein's monster version of you know the movie. Like you know, it's like it was obviously it was obviously everyone who watched it. It was very stitched together. and It wasn't that great. And that's why it's underperformed. The movie, the Justice League movie, underperformed. Um, so that's the business side of that. Like, I don't know. I mean, you know, writing something like that is really, really hard to do. And 
you know, we like to blame the suits because the suits are always evil and the the executives are evil. But like, you know, the creative you're always on, on the side of the, of the of the little guy, the 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 um the um the you know the the rooting for the underdog, right? The creatives, the creatives, right? But you don't like juggling something like that huge and under so much and you're under so much pressure is really really hard. And it's as I've learned as I myself as an entrepreneur have i have learned that it's you know there's theory then there's practice it is really really hard to run a business i'm telling you right now and what more a business like that like a multi-billion dollar business it's really really hard so it's, it's not just like you know you, you know formulation of strategy it's the execution of strategy and also dealing with other people and i think that's a uh that's a skill that that doesn't really it's not really talked about just how to, how to deal with other people especially creatives it's not easy at all Right, so that's a business aspect of it, right? There are two sides to every story, you know. Um, if you ask me what I would have done if I was in the DC executive seats, well, first of all, I would have course corrected with with uh, after after Batman versus Superman, right? Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even before that, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have tried to, you know, run and rush too hard to, to catch up with Marvel. I would have focused on, on on good storytelling and creating a solid solid movie, right? Which is what they they started to do to be to be fair with, with uh, things like Shazam and the first Wonder Woman. Right, and the first and the first Aquaman movie, um, that's what they should have done, I think, in my opinion. I mean, again, with the power of hindsight, uh, and if and uh, and if they had already let uh, Zack Snyder, if 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 they had already had him, if he had already finished a Justice League movie, they, they should have let him finish it, because um, it was um, it was you know, uh, but I I haven't seen it. I haven't seen the four hour long his four hour long version. But apparently, people the, the opinion is unanimous that it is better than what was released three years ago in twenty seventeen under Josh Whedon. Josh Whedon, excuse me, Josh, Josh, Josh Whedon. Yeah. Um, and here's the one thing too. So I've been talking a lot about NFTs and uh, transmedia and uh, audience participation. This is the future for for entertainment IPs. Uh, so this is an example of a. Uh, because uh, um, what happened was um, was the backlash against the Joss Whedon version was so bad among a group of niche hardcore fans that uh, DC uh, and you know Warner Brothers did, had the really smart business made the really smart business move of releasing this uh, Zack Snyder's four hour version dubbed the Snyder Cut because of all this publicity that was being generated online to help launch their HBO Max streaming service, right? It was, a, it was a come on because, right, everyone was talking about it, right? So it's like the fans, you, 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 the fans are now heavily involved in, the, in what the IP does, right? And again, we can, for better or worse, and there, there are a lot of different hot takes on it, but like, and maybe there are ways where the fans should be involved or where they should not be involved, but still, like, it's just an example of, like, of, a, of how businesses are now adapting to the fact that their IPs, are, are, are being created in tandem with uh, with uh, with their fans with the audience uh, but again this audience though was still in the, as this, as the vanity fair article pointed out this audience even though it's very hardcore is also relatively niche um, uh, according to the writer when she watched the premiere like there weren't that many other people watching it relative to the you know the how many you would think right? Uh, but they were super hardcore. They they loved they loved it. They were you know it was what they wanted. And the, and this niche audience I think really loves Zack Snyder's you know the way he does things. Like you know if you ever look at Zack Snyder movie like it's a it's kind of slow mo. Um, you know uh, very the visuals are very strong. I'm, I'm not sure what kind of greens how they tweak the green scheme for that. The colors tend to be desaturated, which I, you know I, 
if you've listened to my previous podcast, you know I'm more of a fan of like the more of the K drama, like more saturated colors look. Uh, but yeah, but that's his thing. A lot of people liked it. Um, that they just love his vision. So and they they love this. They love the spectacle of it. I think that niche, in my point of view, it's a spectacle. You know, and obviously, which isn't to say this the the rising wasn't wasn't bad either, because apparently they. From what I've 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 heard is that they've that even Snyder himself course corrected after Batman versus Superman like the the storytelling was better right um, and a lot of characters like uh, that were given kind of the short the short end of the stick in the release version in 2017 were giving full backstories and motivation here which is what you need to establish good characters and then again like storytelling uh, storytelling and plot writing so so apparently he did apparently Zack Snyder did do the you know he did he he himself did course correct so i mean to to his to his credit so uh i'm not trying to take the side of the of the executives or snyder i mean you know i mean th- these things are really hard and none of us really know none of us really know know what happened uh none of us know what happened between what happened um um and behind the scenes you know it's always hard we're just, we're just speculating right uh so yeah so the trans media aspect, of the, but the point is, even though you fans don't know what happened behind the scenes, like they are now an important part in, in creating IP, right? Entertainment IP that is. Uh, so, yeah. So and, and so as you, as many of you might have listened to in my previous in my my, NFT podcast series, which comes out every Tuesday. Uh, this is an important aspect, like you know, uh, the creator talking with fans and then fans participating in it, right? So, uh, if you like uh, this podcast, um, you know, you can you can subscribe to it. Uh, uh, my uh, and if you if you really like what I do, um, I, I really would love if you uh, read the the Business Samurai manga. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, you, you can see the um, the the the, um, uh, the scene one of the scenes from last week's uh, uh, comic. Uh, or Li Shui, one of our main protagonists, or one of our protagonists, excuse me, uh, you know, wakes up because of coffee when she's doing her work. I mean, we all need coffee when we work, right? And especially if we're running a coffee business, right? Uh, so yeah, uh, please, uh, please subscribe directly on Webtoon. Uh, the links are in, are in the description of this podcast. Uh, you know, any feedback would be appreciated. Uh, please share also to people who who, would, who you think would like this podcast and would also like my uh, web comic. Uh, and yeah, uh, please stick around too if you're interested in uh, investing in uh, in business samurai via NFTs. Um, that's something I'm working on as I, but I'm still getting to know more about the space. Uh, so yeah, um, that's it for this episode, and I will see you next Tuesday. So remember, um, so the the, the release schedule is this: uh, every week, um, Tuesday NFT podcast, Wednesday new comic episode, and uh, Thursday uh, business and pop culture podcast episode. That's it, and I will see you next week. Uh, until then, have a great weekend and. Uh, Awesome. Yeah, enjoy.